You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about culture club color by numbers in the room i have rob oh, hey buddy and solange hey and on the line i have kyle hello everybody color by numbers is a second album by the british new wave group culture club released in october 1983 on virgin in the uk and epic in the u.s the producer was steve levine and the genre is new wave pop and blue-eyed soul and i'm going to read from all music review jose f promise Color by Numbers was Culture Club's most successful album and undoubtedly one of the most popular albums from the 1980s, scoring no less than four U.S. hit singles and five overseas. This set dominated the charts for a full year, both in the United States and in Europe. The songs were infectious, the videos were all over MTV, and the band was a media magnet. Boy George sounded as warm and soulful as ever, but one of the real stars on the set was backing vocalist Helen Terry, who really brought the house down on the album's unforgettable first single, Church of the Poison Mine. This album also featured the band's biggest and only number one hit, the irresistibly catchy Karma Chameleon. In the 1980s, music was in many ways flamboyant, fun, sexy, soulful, colorful, androgynous, and carefree, and this album captured that spirit perfectly. A must for any collector of 80s music and the artistic and commercial pinnacle of a band that still attracted new fans years later. All right, what do we think of Culture Club, Color by Numbers? I love this album, and I've been <laughs> really resisting not singing along to Karma Chameleon while you're doing your intro, because I really love this. I didn't even take notes, because this is one of those albums that I've listened to so many times that I can just like look at a song, and I'm like, God, I know exactly why I love this song. Why do you love it? Go on. What, yeah. Karma Chameleon specifically? <clears throat> yeah, because I don't like it. Oh, but, yeah, I saw but, that you don't like it. Yeah. I, you know, there's just, there's something like... Great. I love the harmonica. I'm really like a perfect. I know y'all didn't like it, but for me, I'm like more harmonica, more saxophone and pop music. I love like when you do something like that. And I think it's kind of like to me got like this whole album in general and Karma Chameleon is endemic of this has like a beachy kind of quality Mm, to me, mm -hmm. a very sort of like easygoing kind of dance attitude. It's just like fun. That's what I like about it. Yeah. It's a very fun, poppy album, which I, I, I identified with that and being like, yeah, maybe this is just carefree and fun album that I should just let it let it do its own thing. Let it wash over. <laughs> let it you. wash over me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of the time I was like, I don't know if I really like this. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if you just give into this sort of orange juice, uh, who was the other haircut 100? Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we had some of those bands that are just like 
it's just fun and poppy and it's 80s yeah i mean uh like right now we're listening to it's a miracle and this is actually my favorite song on this album oh my god this is one of the wow i thought this was one of the worst i just i I just wrote next to it i do not like this i i don't know i've always just been really i grew up i grew up reading bloom county and they bring up boy george a lot in bloom county and i didn't know who he was and so i've always been a little like intrigued by boy george and when i got to be an adult i finally got into culture club like only a few years ago when i heard this album i was like what the fuck have I been doing? I, this is awesome. And I also love their other album um, with uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me on it. I really like that one a lot too, but this one to me is like superior to this. Uh, I'm so, so glad that So when did you thing. start bopping this album? Yeah. I don't know, like two, three years ago maybe? Oh, like, God. I mean, really recently. Like, wow. That's I, amazing. I, I just That's fell wonderful. in love with it. Yeah, <laughs> I really like this album. You know, I don't, but I don't need it to be deep, like, you know, but I think what's cool is I read about um, Boy George and a lot of his songs are about actually another member in the band. Right. And it makes me like, oh, this gives this album a whole new thing I didn't even think about. Yeah. Yeah. He was dating uh, John Moss at Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Why did you guys hate this album? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I hate that harmonica on uh, the first track, like right off the bat. And that's a song I liked as a youth, but as years have gone by, I've liked it less and less and it's. And I, I don't mind like the the chorus. It's that it's that harmonica. What's wrong with it? It's just goofy. It's just <laughs> it's, out of place. It's, it's straight out of a like eighties sitcom, like nineties sitcom. Ninety, so, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, it could have been like in Full House. Have you guys oh, ever yeah. seen the Family a, Matters intro? Yeah. Per- yeah. Perfect Strangers. Actually, the, basically, the whole the TGI. Perfect yeah. use use for it is. Have you guys ever seen Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion? Yes, because yeah, it actually is used in the middle of it when they go to the diner and they're like, "Do you have a business girl special?" And then they like <laughs> get in a fight, and then um, the next scene is like them in the car and they're playing the harmonica from Karma Chameleon, and it's like so tense, but the harmonica is like so nineties. It really works, and I think that's the only time it would have probably worked anywhere. <laughs> huh. Okay. I mean, harmonica has been used to great effect in the Blues Traveler. A cu- I mean, is... we we really like Stardust with Willie Nelson. Yeah, it had harmonica. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't give harmonica a bad name, you know, just because you don't like it in that song. I think for me, it was just a lot of the a lot of style, not a lot of substance, and it's. I think maybe we're just being very critical because we're like listening to the albums now and we're like, oh, what what is this? You know, what do all these albums really mean and how do we really feel about it? And for me, I think it was just kind of digging in and being like, I don't know if I really like boy, you know, like this album overall. I mean, there's some songs that are fun and poppy, but yeah, it was just there were some things, too. I also wanted to ask everybody, how do you feel about albums when there's clearly a better backing singer than the oh, singer yeah. oh. interesting uh i didn't write it down but i i, I don't know how i feel she's about really this. talented especially on this song yeah. uh, like on black on black money she's really talented um yeah i don't know that's like a malcolm mclaren question almost. oh sure yeah you know I don't know. Um, I have to think about that. It kept more. overshadowing. Yeah. And, and Boy George, yeah. good singer. You know, don't get me wrong, but I was just like, damn, your background, backup singer. And it's a, it's something about the style, too, where it's almost like when the Rolling Stones do it and they have, you know, backup gospel singers. You're like, well, that's a completely different mm-hmm. style or something. But when two people are kind of. When the blue-eyed soul. Yeah, is meeting yeah. like just, a soul yeah. Yeah, singer. Get, just getting his ass kicked. It's kind of oh, weird. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, she's great. Um, she uh, what else did she do? She did a couple of other like backup gigs, but I think she had like career. Yeah, she's had a couple singles and a couple of albums. Sorry, I don't want to get too far off of a oh, culture no. club. God, God forbid. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at Kyle to make sure he does. He's. I'm looking for his cues. That's oh, why I'm happy to view Kyle. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I thought you were looking to see if his eyes were rolling in the back of his head. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he says he's adjusting his contacts, but really he's just rolling his eyes really, yeah, really yeah. big. I'll tell you what, like, I, I knew these singles. Um, I love Miss Me Blind. I've I love always that loved song that song. So it's much. That, that was the one song I was like, I yeah. I love yeah. Miss Me Blind yeah. so much. Yeah. I didn't. I like Church of the Poison Mind, though. Oh, okay. Church of the Poison good. Mind is good, too. They're both good. Claire didn't like that a, one. Or it's a miracle is another good one for me. God, I love it's a miracle. Well, it's a miracle. Like listening to this for the first time, once that came on, like of course I knew, you know, uh, the first track. But it's a miracle comes on. I'm just like, I'm, I'm not gonna like this album. That's such a and bummer. it just, I just imagine them bumping it on like a, a carnival cruise in like 1985. That's and kind like, of why I love it though. <laughs> rich people with no soul just kind of bopping, and yeah, you know, you haven't met me, but I have, I think, the least amount of soul from anyone at this table, <laughs> probably. So that tracks. Do you drink Bartles and James? No, <laughs> I don't drink that. No, okay, no. I think that's the way is my favorite song on the record. Huh. Mm. Okay, it's um, a good one. I wasn't really into that one. Yeah, either. yeah. I think I also like part of this is I also love singing Culture Club at karaoke. It's kind of oh, like a fun okay. thing. It is okay. fun. Yeah, Karma Chameleon has been like one that I sing a lot. Do, do you really want to hurt me? Not on this album, but do you really want to hurt yeah. me is another one. And then uh, I've definitely sang It's a Miracle and it kind of like did not get the reception I wanted. But I was at uh, <laughs> what the hell? Where was I? I was at the Bardstown, Bardstown. <laughs> yeah. and they were kind of like, oh, it's another E.D. song. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not Disney. <laughs> Remaster, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the album version, it, it, it sounds way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, agree. I didn't realize how busy those little guitar licks were, or not licks, but he's like doing little guitar runs on Carbon Chameleon. Oh, yeah. Like, which you cannot oh, yeah. hear on the on the record version. Yeah. Hmm. I've been really surprised with a lot of the albums we've heard because it's like now that we're doing the project, we're going back and we're getting all these remasters. Mm-hmm. I feel like in 2000, there was just like a period from... 2000 2010 it's like yes. remaster everything every, just do it oh, that's also an mp3 you know oh, stuff yeah, got really right. popular yeah like every time i listen to an album now it's like remastered 2003 remastered yeah. 2001 it's super random and weird yeah but you're right it does sound really clear yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's got pop like the pop essence mm-hmm. i think also it's always hard for me too because I, I just imagine like other artists i would be listening to <laughs> at the same time i'm like this isn't prince i just like in the back of my head i'm like eh. well in the mm-hmm. for, in, in my for in the my forehead <laughs> in my forehead <laughs> in the forefront of my brain uh is culture club blue-eyed soul yet we still will never get hollow notes in this book really yeah and i 
like uh, I know I know we're not supposed to do this, guys, but it's all I do now. All I do is think about, well, why isn't this band in here? Yeah, this it's hard. It's I hard. Know. And I know I it's know. I know it's not technically crap, but like for for my buck, yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a Daryl Hall and a John Oates man. I've yeah. never actually didn't listen to Hall and Oates until I was like an adult because my I just didn't my parents didn't listen to that, and I'm kind of surprised. Well, same as Culture Club, so. Yeah. Everything's kind of tracking right now. Yeah, well, my sister was Boy George for Halloween one year, so oh. Oh. yeah, yeah, like back, hmm. like in the eighties, like back when it was like cool to do that. It's kind of amazing how much of a phenomenon. Um, <clears throat> reading up this week on how big they just got, oh, they were yeah. just like huge yeah. mm-hmm. immediately, and I obviously that probably had a lot to do with MTV. His mm-hmm. Boy George's look, yeah, I mean his aesthetic, was aesthetic, unreal. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the whole Hebrew culture club thing with the kimono and the bra- braids and the you know all that. that. Like he had a man. look, yeah. Look at that. Pretty it's very adamant. Yes. Oh my God, it is very adamant. Oh, yeah, it there. is very. And maybe that's why because. I will admit freely, I am a person that I will go for aesthetics, if, even if something's shitty. I'll go for aesthetics every time. These sure. Other it's fellows, the... however, they, they, they do not have any of that aesthetic. This, <laughs> this looks like the, uh, the the pictures that you would pick out at a Great Clips in, <laughs> it does. in, in, in 1989. <laughs> Kyle, can you see it? Yeah, I've, I've seen the cover of this album. <laughs> okay. I think what Kyle means, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, I think you mean it's just like the presentation of the uh, style, like, and how yeah. into it you are. It's very distinct. And I, I I don't know. The thing with this album is, you know, my first listen, I'm like, I don't know about this. And we had a lot of good records this week. But um, it's the earnestness, I think. Like, the earnest delivery of Boy George. And, like, the music is, is very fun. Yeah. Like, it's just a little soft. During the first listen, towards the end, I was like, am I, am I a sourpuss? Like, am I a stick in the mud for not liking this? You know, and I... I can see why they got so big, you know? I mean, this is the early 80s. Like, there was a lot of stuff going on um, politically, you know? But, like, English music at this time was overgoing such a, like, intense outpour of, like, charged pop and synth pop. I mean, you had Heaven 17. You had, uh, not well, Culture Club's not synth pop, but, like, then we have uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Pet Shop Boys, Bronski Beat. You have all of these bands, like, just exploding throughout the 80s, and they all had kind of a different message, if you thought about it. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of it was, you know, pretty similar, but but different. Yeah. What was, what was Culture Club's message? Well... Style? His style, yeah. In, in, in Plastic Soul, Blue-Eyed Soul? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... I, mean, I, I, think, I think there's a through line. Of gay repression. Yeah, here. me too. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying, you know, I, I'm not trying to speak for anybody. From from what I've read, um, yep. and I can, I can see that in the lyrics. I can see that, in the, like I said, the earnest delivery. Um, I mean, there's there's some soulful, you know, expressions in here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I found that, you know, genuinely uh, meaningful. Well, and he, he wrote a lot yeah. of his songs about his bandmate yeah. and the relationship yeah. they were in. And I think back then, even just that love outpour would have been political in England. I mean, they straight up absolutely like being a homosexual man was straight up illegal. Like if you were a woman, it, it, maybe our English listeners will correct me, but it's my understanding. If you were a woman, it was different because of world war one. And it was kind of always culturally different because of that. Whereas with, uh, if you were a man, it was like not cool. It was at least taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the favorite, things I read was when he got the uh, the Grammy Award for Best New Artist, 
he was uh, speaking via satellite, and he says, thanks, America, you've got style, you've got taste, you know a good drag queen when you see one. <laughs> it's like, boy, George thanks, is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what I think about the sort of music in this album, it's like, boy, George is just great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his look uh, throughout the years really evolved. I don't know if you all ever watched VH1. I love those or like any of those kind of adjacent shows. But Boy George was on those a lot in the early 2000s. And his look. I remember. Yeah. His look got like really interesting. Very. Was that when he like painted his neck black? Yeah. Or he would (laughs) shave himself a better jawline. He would shave his head, his hair off and then like pour paint down the side of his head. Which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. I was like, wow. It doesn't just kind of look like Rob Halford now. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get tired of it. I get it. It's a lot of work to look that cool. Uh, number one UK, like I said before, uh, sold 1.5 million copies over in uh, the UK. You know, peaked at number one in the US for three consecutive weeks. Uh, but yeah, just like everywhere. It was number one everywhere. Which kind of blew me away. Copies, yeah. Seven million copies, yeah. I just couldn't... Be- this isn't worth anything? I just couldn't believe that it was so popular. Like, this music, and I don't know if it was just the single and MTV or or how it got there. I blame the Cola Wars. What about okay. Duran Duran? We talked about Rio a few... Oh, you're true. You, you true. know, a, a while ago, and, like, that was, like, very poppy and kind of exploded. I mean... If you think about it, this was, you know, kind of in a... It was like stuff that you already knew, but repackaged in a different flavor. And maybe that's why. But it... Yeah. I'm going to blame a lot of what's happening on MTV. I just just can't believe... Okay. Go with me just a little bit, though. I can't believe after... Okay, Karma Chameleon. Get that. Totally upbeat, poppy number. I can't remember the second song for right now. Um, but like the song we just listened to, I mean, these like soulful, like ballads, that's the way, way, um, we got church of the poison mind. Yeah. It's like these like soulful ballads. I don't know where that, I just don't think people think about different, uh, think about culture club when they're thinking about soulful ballads. Definitely not. No. Yeah. This album to me screams, I bought it for the hits. Yeah. That's kind of like, my mom used to do that. Like that was pretty common. Like you'd buy the CD because you heard something on the radio, you know? Yeah. So to me, this, it might not even be that people were like, yeah, I like the soulful hits. I think they probably heard Karma Chameleon because they have it at the very front of the album, which says a lot. And usually that means they're selling it for the hit maker. I mean, fine young cannibals did the same thing. True. Yeah. Church of the Boys and Minds is a banger on this record. Absolutely. That's the way. And then, yeah, yeah. Side one track, two, side two track one. My God, I'm gonna keep messing that up. Um, that's quite quite good. But yeah, they had uh, five singles in the UK, four in the US. So many singles. And uh, so that's Carbon Chameleon, uh, Church of the Poison Mind, Miss Me Blind, and what was the other? Victims? And it's a miracle. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was not end of victims. Yeah. And uh, it's a miracle. I was also not to say. They I, obviously know too from the from doing Church of the Poison Mind first, and then Karma Chameleon. They obviously know what their you know what the hits, yeah. quote unquote, hits yeah. are. Yeah, absolutely. They're not throwing in you know victim you know victims right off the bat. Right. I have to be honest. We're listening to Church of the Poison Mind right now, and I do not like this. I, this is not me. 
<laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the backup singers and just how that makes me feel with these like, yeah, woo, <laughs> liberal woo. That's what we call it is the liberal, liberal woo. The liberal woo. Woo. Yeah. They're just having fun. Yeah, woo. you're right. Those woo. Woo. <laughs> woo. Yeah. Lots of liberal woo. I mean, that's just the bridge. Now we're at the chorus. I think it And I she's think it absolutely outshining Boy George with her, her She's focus. getting her money's worth. Let me, you know, you can tell. Oh, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's getting her money's yeah. worth. Yeah. And then nope, there's that And then the harmonica, harmonica comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> you all want the harmonica. What did the, har- who hurt you? What harmonica hurt you? I just, it, it just doesn't. Weird thing, I normally love harmonica. Yeah, it just doesn't, it's something not that. working on this song. I actually, like, Googled. <laughs> Culture Club without harmonica. <laughs> Who did somebody? Did you find it? How was it? Nothing. Found nothing. Oh. What would re- what would you want to replace it? That's that's really what I want to hear. Uh, maybe saxophone. Like a saxophone. That's I, what I was I wondering. I think that would totally work too. Yeah, I love the harmonica for what it's worth, but saxophone or just like a really rad synthesizer sound. You know? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that would. I almost feel like that would be distracting. That could slap, though. That could slap. But I feel like yeah. it would almost... Their harmonica is distracting. Yeah. Miss Me Blind is on right now, and I'm like, I'm into this. This is Prince material. Prince mm-hmm. Light. Yeah. Diet the Prince. Best. <laughs> I think this is the best song on the record. Tony, yeah. it's the Cola Wars. <laughs> <laughs> For seven million people, there was a lot going on. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's lot. a lot of people. Those ten people million copies. And, those people and I. Those ten million people and I get it. Yeah, they're on tour right now. They are. <gasps> yeah, in the UK, they're on tour. Oh. They're playing outdoor shows. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna just hop in a plane and go over there for old boy George. Nah, uh, oh boy George, you can miss me blind <laughs> with that one. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I'll just read Kreiskel, which I thought was pretty amazing. Uh, Boy George's warm, well-meaning, slightly clumsy crooning signifies most effectively when it has the least to say. Purely a medium for his warm, well-meaning, slightly clumsy self. It's interesting. B+. Plus. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this, it's part of the charm, yeah. This album kind of wraps you up in a hug in a little bit of a way, for me at least. I little... wish he was clumsy, though. I, I wish there were, like, videos of him, like, tripping over like, his, <laughs> his outfit on stage. Like, that, I'd be there for it. Karma, karma. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kreska also said his real aim in life is to reenact the story of the ugly duckling, which I yeah, think I is kind of a thrown a bit of shade on yeah, yeah. George. No, if I, I don't think he's mm. that. I think he is symmetrical. I, I, I think that's missing out on the, uh, like the gay subtext. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. And that's, that's weird for, well, no, he, he said that shitty thing about Cindy Lauber. So yeah. Mm. Christ Gaza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Birch, what'd you think about this record? Um, I might just sit in the middle I mean, for Haircut 100, I was like, maybe I should rethink Haircut 100. And but there's just 
there's a couple things just like we're listening to the best song in the album right now too oh, which that, is always that, when you, great. This, this, the this guitar, guitar synth is guitar totally synth bopping right now in miss me blind is so good mm-hmm. um you know i might just go neutral i don't hate it i mean karma chameleon i i never i don't really need to hear that song anymore would i put this on though no would i would you recommend? Would it to I anybody? turn it? Off? I might turn it off though, so I might go negative. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's the Damn. that's that's the problem. I know. I have to. I have to evaluate in different ways. Sometimes I think about like, would I turn it? Would I turn the channel? Would I turn it up or would I turn it off? And I might turn it off. Would you be at Bardstown and hear me sing uh, "It's a Miracle" and just be like, eh. "No"? That's the thing, though, is I'm evaluating a lot of times. Like, I would never put this on at a party. But if yeah. somebody put it on at a party, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're mm. saying. I don't know what party this belongs at. My party. I'd put I this mean, on at my party. Like like an eighties party where people are just although it has those crooner moments, so it doesn't really It's like where the Omega Moos are sitting on the couch and the nerds or the yeah. Lambdas are Lamb Lamb Lambdas are sitting on the other couch, but like then Booger brings out the, the joints. And then everyone well, starts dancing. But this is the music. We don't, we don't talk about that movie the, anymore. Did, did we that don't also talk get, about that movie anymore. That, that it's canceled. One, yeah, movie. Uh, it's twenty twenty one, Rob. It's, pain, it's painful for me too, Rob. It's okay. Do we? Can we? Can we still talk about uh, the Revenge of the Nerds too? About Nerds in Paradise, of course. Yeah. What about Nerds in Love? Was that four? What was, was the three? Four. Why did the eighties need to make so many movies like that, yo? And uh, by that, movies like that, I mean sequels. Yeah, uh, the, the 90s I was, was going to say the, the about those movies. You're wearing a Frank and Hucker shirt. I right almost now. wore a Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> shirt. We could have matched Birch, I and I didn't. <laughs> um, I would just. I'm going to go negative. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going for me personally. It's just not my style, and I don't. I just don't like it. I would never put it on. But the the thought that I have to consider it, I don't know. I don't have an instant reaction, but at the same time, I'm like, why? I don't know. I've got four songs out of eleven that I like, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go negative. Yeah. Um, I was actually more interested in uh, Boy George occasionally singing for Bow Wow Wow, uh, which was put together by Malcolm McLaren, and it's all set around a 13 year old lead vocalist. That sounds like more fun research, yeah, uh, than what I'm what I'm hearing right now. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not for me, um, and that's fine. But yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't recommend it. So, so long. Well, <laughs> uh, this, redeem it. Okay, so hold up. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know why this is in the book. I don't think this is like a <laughs> round. No, okay. As a person who likes things like Johnny Mnemonic and Sequest, I will fully admit that I like things for style over substance a lot of times. And I will freely admit that. And that is, I think, the case in this album. That being said, I really like this album. I will, in fact, like put it on just to listen to it for pleasure. I used to listen to it a lot, like on the bus on the way home from like work or on the way to work. Like I really like this album and I've listened to it a lot and grooved out to it a lot. That being said... I don't know why it's in the book because I don't think it's particularly groundbreaking in any way. I don't think that there's anything particularly interesting about the album. I don't think that there's, yeah, I think this is just like a pop album to me mm-hmm. and I just really enjoy it. I just happen to really like it, but I just don't see what it's, um, 
contribution to the humanities in terms of like eternity is when you think about like an out like a book like this mm-hmm. um that being said i mean hard positive for me because i i love the harmon i love the harmonica <laughs> how dare you all and um i love boy george boy george's look i was always yeah. intrigued by him in bloom county and i was like wait this is a real person that existed and yeah i finally got into it and i don't regret a second of it so yeah what about you kyle i'm gonna go neutral um, I think I think this album has merit. I don't know if I would have put it in the book, but, you know, I think there might have been some people back in the early 80s. Maybe this album was really important to them, maybe, you know, and it's got hooks. It's got grooves. And yeah, I put on a couple of these songs. I put them on a mix, you know, but uh, am I ever going to sit down and listen to this record end to end? No. So, you know, I, I, I do think I don't know. Neutral. OK, good deal. I can tell you all, I will be listening to this album end to end when I drive to Las Vegas by myself. Fantastic. Bring me the Allens. I'm going to bring, listen, that's between you and John. I got a Hundo right now for for whatever (laughs) we need. At my house, and it belongs to John. Wait, let me do this outro. Wait, it's already happened? Yeah. All right, next time we'll be talking about Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome.